It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello! Hi! I am high as a kite right now. Wow, this is the first. <laughs> uh, not on uh, Wacky Backy. No, of course not. Not on the reefers. Uh, mm-hmm. On, on the prescription painkillers. Oh, Jeff. Had a little accident. Yep, it's very visible. Tell them. Well, you've got your arm in a cast and then you have a sort of sling around your neck, which your arm is resting in. Do you think the sling looks very... First World War. <laughs> or maybe even Crimea War. It, the reason it does is because the edges are fraying and the knot at the back is quite the knot. Oh, my wife did that. Oh, many apologies, Sarah. I said, can you do it in the style of Mary Seacole? <laughs> Who? Somebody doesn't know her black history. Oh, God, I feel awful now. suppose Florence Nightingale would have been the first name that sprung mm. to mind for you. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, well. Okay. You've really shamed me there. Yeah. Thank you. That's what comes of having a kid in primary school. Okay, I'll do my research. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so, look, 50 years old. Mm Mm-hmm. Never broken a bone. <gasps> Same like me, but now you have. Yes. Oh, my God. Oh, no, you've, well, you're not 50 yet. No, I've got a year and a half-ish. Oh, okay, well, maybe maybe you'll break something between now and then. Oh, thanks for saying that. And then I will have won. Yeah. <laughs> I was always impressed with myself for getting yeah. to 50 without, um, yeah. I mean, I would have liked to have gone the whole life without breaking anything, That's really. That's yeah. yeah. I don't know, you seem, the, you seem the type you'd have a fall at home. <laughs> Maybe in your 70s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say 80s, but you're right. Do you know what what I see for you in your future? Yeah, go on. Lots of bruises. (laughs) That's my present. (laughs) I bruise very easily. Um, Yeah, because I got to, how old would I have been? 48 without being stung by a bee. That's impressive. Yeah. Really? Yeah, or a wasp. God, it's all happening now, isn't it? I know. Mm. It's like a midlife crisis. <laughs> it's your version. <laughs> <laughs> All the things I never did when I was young. Yeah, yeah. I broke a bone and uh, got stung by a bee or a wasp. Um, I'm not sure which it was. Well, it just really hurts, doesn't it? Were you surprised how much it hurt? Yes. Yeah, yeah. surprising, isn't it? Sole of my foot. Yeah, me too. Really? Yeah, yeah, my most recent one. It's been two. Oh, well, that's not bad. It's mm, two. Mm, mm. Um now, what was I to say? I suppose you want to know how I broke my uh, yes, broke my hand. Because, uh, yeah, I've been like waiting to hear it since I've known. It's like a meta- metacarpal is what happened. So, mm. yesterday morning, I was due to be on a course mm-hmm. 
to be a qualified captain of a powerboat. What? Is this a joke? No. This is for real? Yeah. Is this, cause you're, is this something to do with your holiday? Yes. Okay, but you have to go on a course. Yeah, I don't have to go on a course. Um, but Sarah making you? Yes. <laughs> because yes. I've been on holiday with you on a boat and I'm pretty sure you're unqualified and you were just fine. Yes. She ha- doesn't trust you like I trust you. Well, however, the last time I was in a boat with my wife, yeah. there, there were a couple of incidents right. which led her to a point of refusing to ever get back into a boat with me. Oh, do you want to share those incidents? Or? Yes. So I used to have a little boat and... Please don't think anything glamorous. It was it was like a, a tiny little boat with a, a lawnmower-sized engine mm-hmm. on the back with um, with a stick on the outside, on the outboard motor that I'd chug-chug along with. Yeah. I sold that boat and then eventually went on holiday with Sarah and said, oh, we, sh- we, should, we should rent a boat. She said, are you sure you can drive a boat? I said, oh, yeah, I've been driving one for years. Mm. The, the one that I found to rent was considerably bigger. Um. And I, I wasn't as familiar with the craft. Right. So uh, we, we got it from the place that we were renting it from. We set out to see. We're having a lovely time. She's thinking, this is great. I noticed the um, – and we rented it for a week or something um, to, to go to the house where we were staying. Um, she no- I noticed that it needed refuelling. I looked at my charts, went to a garage, put fuel in it, set out to see – Ten minutes later, the engine starts making funny noises. Mm. I had put petrol in a diesel engine. Oh, okay. It sputtered, stopped. We were stranded. We had to be towed back to oh. uh, towed back to shore. Just a small incident. Okay. Then we had to leave this boat, which we paid a lot of money for, um, to, in a garage for two days. Right. Oh, well, they fixed. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Which then I, I had to pay for that as well. Yeah, okay. We eventually get it back. Say, okay, let's go. And when we we set out, all fine. We we took the couple of hours journey to this house we were staying in, and at some point we're going through a narrow channel, and there is the sort of noise you don't want to hear when you're in a boat. It runs aground on the bottom of the channel. Oh. This 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 is much deeper. This boat than anything I'm used to. Uh, okay, okay, and it's scraping along the bottom. Oh. I try the engine a few times. I can't get it off. Sarah ends up having to get out of the boat into the sea, fully clothed pushing the boat off the rock while I try and um, stay. I mean, it's just this, this whole is, thing. Okay, this it's this really whole bad. thing. Okay. So she refused to ever get into a boat with me. Yeah, to be honest, all my trust has gone now as well. <laughs> <laughs> me too. <laughs> so I thought to to, um, to try and fix that situation, mm. I would do a course and get my international certificate of competence. Oh, really? So how yes. long was this course going to be for? Just a, like Two a, days. Two-day course? Yeah, nine to five. Right. Um, and where was it? Like Southampton or something? Or? No. Uh, no. So yeah. I looked at a few and, and Southampton did come up quite often, but it was on the River Thames oh. near the Millennium Dome. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. So yesterday morning I set out oh. at uh, half past seven and I, I don't like, never have liked being on the London Underground at rush hour because I've really struggled with being pressed up against that many people. So I think, mm. I know what I'll do. I'll, I'll get one of those line bikes. Right. And it's an unpleasant journey because a lot of it is along the canal. And I don't like being on the canal towpath on a bicycle. Oh, really? Because there are too many other factors, um, like dogs, other people, cyclists, joggers, and there isn't a clear system of how Uh, everybody should walk. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So I'm always thinking I'm going to go into the canal. Sometimes I don't like going under a bridge in a bike, having to 
like duck my head, Mm-mm. especially if there's other people coming through them. So, so I'm quite stressed anyway. And then as I'm getting close, the um, the I get quite confused because the the cycle path goes up onto a footpath. So I'm trying to look to as to where it rejoins the road, and I'm sort of peering into the distance. As I'm peering into the distance. Um, I'm going at reasonable speed because these are electric bikes. Mm-hmm. These line bikes are the ones you hire on the street. Yeah. Um, I'm going at a decent speed. I'm trying to suss out, like looking around. What I don't notice is the street sign right in front of me that I then crash straight into. Oh. Like a signpost. Oh, no. Were there any witnesses? Just beware of the signpost. Well, it was quite dr- So what happened was, and this is why I've, I've um, broken my hand, is... I went into it hand first. Okay, and you smashed. So the, the oh, yeah, the handlebar was the first thing to cut. So I smashed oh, into no. uh, my knuckle. And oh God, that must have hurt so much. Yeah, and my big toe, and then immediately like go careering like down onto the ground. The bike falls on top of me. I'm having that like, weird second, which oh, I wonder if I've really injured myself. And then I try and stand up and I can't at first. I'm a bit shocked. I'm wobbling all, staggering around like a, a newborn giraffe. Um, can't find the strength to pick the bike up at first. Mm. Part of the bike has fallen off. Oh, my it's God. It's just this whole thing. And, yes, there is a lorry driver sitting there um, just watching the whole thing who's at traffic lights. doesn't offer to help. No. It's like he's got a free show on the way to wherever really? he's going. Wow. Probably to murder a hitchhiker. Oh, Jeff. So did you go to hospital then? Well, not at first because I paid for this course. (laughs) And also, really, you know, at this point, I'm still thinking, I really want to go on that boat on holiday. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The house we've rented for this year's holiday comes with a boat. Right. So I stand up, I fix the the thing back onto the bike, but I'm in a lot of pain. Uh, I call the guy, the, the, the captain. On the skipper's course, yeah. and so I'm just uh, I've had a little accident. I'll be a few minutes late, and then I turn up, and I can tell by the way that everybody's looking at me. That's that I, I seem a bit strange and bizarre, more so than usual. What I don't realise until many years later, is, sorry, many hours later, yeah. is that I also managed to rip my trousers. So there's massive gaping holes, <sighs> like I'm wearing chaps. Wait, is it on the leg? Yeah, yeah, but on the back of the leg. And is your hand like all kind of mangled? I, th- I took a picture of it. Oh God! Let's see if I can find it. So <laughs> they're saying, are you, "Are you sure you're okay?" And I'm going, "Yeah, yeah, I, I think I'll be fine. I just need a need a few minutes." And they're going, "Well, we'll we'll check in with you after we've done the briefing." And they're being really kind. The instructor is a guy called Richard. There are two other men on the course. They're one of them is about my age. One of them is probably closer to sixty, I would guess. They're tall. They're athletic looking. They look like the sort of people who'd be on a boat course. Right. Yeah. And here's me with like a huge hole in my trousers. I look like me. <laughs> like they've they've got shoes that say I'm here to uh, <laughs> right. learn to captain a boat. Right, right. I've got my sandals on okay. and my big toe is swelling up and going purple. I mean it's just this this whole thing. Um let me see. I'm trying to find a picture that does it justice really, but <laughs> So I've got a picture of my hand here, but does that does that do you get a sense of it from that? Oh God, it's very swollen. Yeah, very swollen. Yes. Okay. 
But it's not like all kind of like falling off. Do you know what I mean? Like it's not. No, what you can't it quite. That dramatic. What you can't quite see from that picture, most my finger is was at a strange angle. Oh, yeah, that's not a good sign. No, I don't know much, but I know that's not a good no. sign. No, yeah. And I'm thinking, well, you know, I can probably still tie a knot, a reef knot, a slip knot. I can do them all. Yeah. It turns out I can't. No. And as as I look like I'm about to faint, they say, um, oh, God, you maybe, maybe you should go to a hospital. I say, I think maybe I should. Oh, dear. So I go to hospital, meet Sarah there. Oh. And, um, and uh, yeah, go and get me x-ray. When was the last time you had an x-ray done? Oh, my God. I don't know, like maybe on my teeth, like five years ago? It's very different to what it used to be. Okay. So it used to be a bit just like having your picture taken. Now they've got all um, machines with lasers and they can rotate the machines around you and all sorts. But they, I could tell the, um, what do you call them, radiographer, yeah, yeah. was losing patience with me because he's telling me how to stand and how to put my hand and how to, because my shoulder was hurt as well, mm. like where to hold my shoulder. And because of my issues, I cannot, it's like if somebody tries to teach me a dance move, I just yeah. can't do it. Right, yeah. So I can't, if you said, assume this body position, I can't really figure out what you're doing. Right. I need to stand completely still and have somebody mould me like I'm a mannequin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he was getting frustrated with oh. me. And then, uh, yeah, the guy came, put a cast on it, asked him if, if he thought my hands were dainty. <laughs> It was a bit funny. He didn't think it's funny. No, no, I know because they are dainty. Um, but he was really, he was really great. And um, I say this because I had to go back to the hospital in the evening because it was hurting so much. And that was a weird one because I didn't know is this just me being a big baby because I, I am really bad with pain or is something wrong? So just because of that, it took me about three hours to make my mind up whether to go to the hospital or not. Three hours? Well, because you didn't know whether it was like real pain or just your pain. Yes. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, well, I'd be the same. I'm terrible. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. I went back and it turned out it was real it pain. It was real pain. Oh, How can God. you tell, though? Oh, God. I don't know. Because they say, like, they ask you to give a mark out of 10. And I'm always like, well, it's 10. Yes. Like, yeah. I don't know. I'm hurting. <laughs> yeah. It hurts a lot, 10. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I don't know if to, to a normal, fully functional person, yeah. like, that would feel like a two. Yeah, exactly. Also, I never want to say it's a two. Mm. Just think, oh, then they'll just say, oh, off oh, yeah. you go then. Yeah, that's why you got to say to <laughs> No, you shouldn't. You should. So, so what's going to happen then about the boat course? Is that it now? Well, yes, I think it is. Oh, yeah, I think Sarah. I think I can do it again, but you know, not in, not until after a holiday. Oh no, I know. Did they say that all the men on the course were called Richard, apart from me, and the instructor was called Richard? You're joking. That's no. actually weird. It's really weird. <laughs> you weren't it? meant to be there. It's so clear to me. <laughs> Um, yeah so i am now i only only have one operational hand i'm so sorry well you think you're sorry think what it's like being sarah at the moment oh because you're gonna have to do everything can you take the lid off this for me oh god poor sarah All right, let's hear from the drifters. First one is Ben Brown. He starts with, thought I'd send in a recent example of a drifter and a non-drifter for any new listeners. Surely there's loads of new listeners. Uh, Every week. Oh, I'm sure there is, yeah. Anyway, I'm a drifter and my wife is very much not a drifter and it blows her mind how we have to get through life. On a recent trip for an optician appointment for me, my wife popped into a clothes shop while I grabbed a Greg's vegan sausage roll as I hadn't eaten for about 30 minutes. (laughs) We went so I'm laughing because that sounds like my wife. Yeah. <laughs> there was one time, there's this um, restaurant in London. I'll name it just because people who will 
who are in London or know London will know where I'm talking about Dishume. Oh, yeah, yeah. And Dishume's good, mm-hmm. but there's almost always a queue of at least 30 minutes to an hour to yeah. get in and yeah. sometimes much longer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, yeah. There are places just as good that you don't have to go to. Any, anyway, anyway, but it, it's, it's great. Um, and we turned up there one time and this, it was not long after it opened, so the queue wasn't as insane as these, day, these days. So they said, oh, there's a 15-minute wait for a table at the moment. And we said, okay, well, we'll take it. And while we're on the 15-minute wait, Sarah went to pret a <laughs> to get something to eat in those 15 minutes. <laughs> couldn't wait. Yeah. Very low blood sugar, it sounds like. <laughs> That's what she low. says. Oh, of course, yeah. We went our separate ways and I later found out she'd bought a pair of shorts from New Look but not tried them on. She then went to M&S and found some clothes to try on. While trying on clothes, she thought she may as well try on the new shorts. It was then she realised she did not like them at all. After M&S, she went straight back to New Look next door and asked for a refund. She'd bought them roughly 10 minutes ago. How is this possible? I would have at least gone home and returned them in a week or so. That's a lie. I would own them forever and never wear them. Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> Meanwhile, I carried on to the opticians eating my sausage roll. I have a slight case of dysphasia, trouble swallowing, swallowing and desperately needed a drink. I saw another independent bakery with a wall of cold drinks for sale. I had a Greg's bag wrapped around my half-eaten food and so I had to walk on. I couldn't possibly enter and <laughs> risk them seeing I'd bought from a different chain bakery. Imagine what they'd silently think. I had to discard my food in a nearby bin and have a very uncomfortable eye test with food lodged in my throat. It's so, so tiring being a drifter, but them's the breaks. Did I say about that thing on my birthday? So... Sarah took me to a restaurant for lunch, which I think I did talk about. Before that, we'd been in a coffee shop and she'd got a takeaway coffee cup in her hand. We turn up to the restaurant. She's mm. still got a takeaway coffee cup in her hand. Right. And she wants to finish her at the table. No. What's wrong with you? <laughs> That's not allowed. So she she says to the um <laughs> to the, the greeter, mate today or whatever, um, oh, I've just got this um coffee cup, but I can, you know, pour it into one of your cups or something <laughs> like that, if you like. And um they said no, it's it's okay. Right. So she comes. We go and sit down. She puts this coffee cup down on the table. She then goes to the toilet, and a waiter comes over and tells me off. No. Yes. Did I, you say it was her? I tried to. Yeah, but it's, I mean, it's a difficult thing to explain. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because, oh, the, you know, the, even though you feel like they're the teacher in that situation, they're not the teacher. Yeah, yeah. And if you start saying, but miss, it wasn't me, miss. You look kind of crazy. Anyway. He's got a couple of PSs. First one, I think this was sent when it was hotter. Because he Has writes, he got a couple of PSs or a PS and a PPS? Oh, yeah, quite right. Yeah. It's pedant. <laughs> pedant. I like I said pedant then. Yeah. I think I was going to say pedantic. I could in the tell, most, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, it's good that, you know, it's good that you explained. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People would be thinking, does she think that's how? I mean, not to be... Pedantic. Yeah, all right, all right, all right, all right. So, P.S. This was sent when it was hotter, hot enough for you. <laughs> and P.P.S. Went on holiday recently. The pilot spoke so fast. Think you need to try it out, Jeff. No, you don't. It's fine. Next one is from <laughs> Del Boy, age sixty-two. I've realised I'm probably not quite a fully functioning human being too. When I use a public loo, I always try to use a cubicle rather than a urinal. I'm worried I might accidentally glance at some bloke's bits. But then when I have a pee in a cubicle, I always aim for the water. So blokes outside don't think, don't think I'm in there shooting up drugs. 
<laughs> yeah, the amount of other 62-year-old blokes I know who spend their pension on drugs is staggering. On Wednesdays, when the pension comes out, the queue for the toilets is around the block. <laughs> yes, yeah, seriously, no, no, I'm fibbing, I swear. Would I lie to you? <laughs> I love the idea that... So so I can get myself into some, um, but what are people thinking? Yeah. But the idea that people outside a cubicle are listening... <laughs> To hear whether urine yeah. is is uh, is hitting the water in the or lavatory, something else. Yeah, yeah. Very quiet in there. Mm, what's going on? Drugs. You can always just do a bit of grunting. That doesn't doesn't make it better. I'm <laughs> sorry. It makes it this worse. is why people used to whistle so much. Probably. Oh yeah, maybe start that back again. And then this is from Laura. I was at my favourite shop to buy a few bits, including rice vinegar. There was one that was half price, and I had to look at the best before date, which was October. All right, I thought to myself, fair enough, I will likely use it by then and popped it into my basket. When I was paying, the woman at the checkout picked up something I hadn't bought and went as if to scan it. I watched carefully, anxious she was going to charge me for it. Then I'd have to pay for it anyway and never shop there again. The next nearest shop was another five minutes away and has higher prices. I didn't want to have to abandon the shop. She didn't scan it in the end and I felt awful for assuming she was about to con me. I had been con like this at another shop so it was very much on my mind. She said the price and suddenly I wasn't sure if she'd scanned my vinegar. I said, oh, did you scan the vinegar? And she says, oh, no, I forgot. And I think, oh, good, I've avoided an accidental theft. I then watched her scan my vinegar twice, twice, right in front of me. Then she picked up the product that she may have been about to scan and said it was a free gift. What on earth was going on? I didn't say anything and cheerfully paid, thanked her and left. Outside the shop, I looked at my receipt. I had paid for four vinegars. Oh, God. She must have oh double scanned it before I said anything without me noticing because I was so worried about the other product she had in her hand that she then gave me as a free gift. I still don't really understand what happened. Was I always going to get the free gift? Did she have a sudden pang of remorse for fleecing me so badly? She must have seen the four vinegars on the till display, so she knew what she was doing after all. All I know is I'm going to have to go to the other further away shop after all because I can't afford to keep paying for nearly out-of-date <laughs> groceries four times over, both financially and emotionally. You need to stop supporting local businesses and um, and just order your vinegar online. Yeah, I think so too. Send us your story of social ineptitude, please. It is hello at adriftpodcast.com. <laughs> Annabelle. Yes. Your substack really uh, uh, put the cat amongst the pigeons last week, didn't it? it oh. Very controversial. Oh, was this about the uh, triangles? Yes. <laughs> the triangles v rectangles. Yes, people had strong opinions. Yeah, I know, very strong opinions. I wonder what they're going to think about this week's one, which is why it's great to be a people pleaser. Oh. Mm. And maybe... Very much at odds with uh, the, the current... Um, trends in self-care maybe it is us maybe i'm being contrary or maybe i think we're just asking the wrong people to set boundaries Mm. interesting yeah i look forward to Mm. it and uh, do you have another way in which you are not a fully functioning adult yeah i've got a few things for my week little poporia failings something that i've got to nearly 50 without figuring out first of all so you're going to an event for someone's birthday you've been invited to it there's lots of people there when you get there and you're there for their birthday, and you feel like you should acknowledge them sooner rather than later, but they're talking to people when you get there. 
Do you keep an eye out and wait until they're free to talk? Do you wait until they find you or bump into you? Or do you interrupt their conversation or kind of queue up to talk to them? Because I feel I never get this right. Mm. I feel like I seem to either do, it's me, I'm here, stop everything, stop talking to them, I'm here. (laughs) Yeah, that's you, Annabelle. That's how you enter a room. Yeah. Or I feel like I'm too aloof if I do the opposite and just kind of wait. I never get it right. I I always feel like... You know when you see people like hovering outside uh, a theatre stage door to try and get the autograph yeah, member or the cast yeah, member? Yeah. Um, th- that's what I feel like when I'm trying to <gasps> speak to the host of any any social gathering. So uncomfortable. Just hovering there, <sighs> hoping they'll catch my eye. Oh, and then there's a conversation going on, but you, do, you don't want to start then just fading into the conversation, yeah. agreeing with things. And then so even, you're just on the periphery. Oh, it's the worst. And, yeah. then, and then even when they catch their eye, you feel like they've, they've, they've got to kind of break conversations yes. to talk to you. I mean, it's why you should never have a birthday party, really, because it's too painful for everyone. But... There's sort of many reasons I've largely stopped going to anything. Yes, yes. Okay, next thing. My son's school had a meet the next year's teacher thing for the parents. So my partner, Tom, went to it. It was just a five minute talk. He came back. I asked him how it was. He said she seemed lovely, this new teacher, but she's pregnant. And so we'll be on maternity leave very soon, which is going to be a bit disruptive because then they'll get a new teacher. Now, given Tom's past history of thinking that non-pregnant people are pregnant, I asked if anyone (laughs) had said anything. He said no, but it, honestly, it was the elephant in the room. Like everyone was thinking it, no one said anything. And it had just been a five minute talk. But the room was packed with about 60 parents and they didn't have any kind of Q&A. But Tom said he would have asked what the plans were for her maternity leave had there been any kind of Q&A Thank session. Thank God there wasn't a Q&A. <laughs> I, I asked him if he would have prefaced with that with any kind of congratulations. And he's a bit taken back and he said, oh, I wouldn't have thought to say that, but yes, I should have done. I'll try and remember that for next time. (laughs) Anyway, I think we all know what's coming next. I took my son to school this morning. I asked another parent about this pregnancy. Not pregnant at all. (laughs) No hint of a bum. Oh, I really wish there'd been a Q&A now. But as we know from last week, he would have just taken it in his stride. (laughs) She's very slim. And all I can think about is this. Like, what if she'd said any questions? And Tom had gone in front of all those parents. 60 other parents said, oh, yes, hi, Rudy's dad. And what? I can't even say it. What are the plans for your maternity leave? And she would have had to say, oh, I'm not pregnant. And we would have to change schools like 100%. Like I feel my insides wither just thinking about this situation. Wow. You don't think he's, uh, she's his secret mistress. <laughs> like she's, uh, mis- <laughs> she's a few days late. <laughs> You know what? Didn't cross my mind, but thank you for putting it in my mind. Wow. When I say all this to Tom, that she's not pregnant, his only response is, I need to learn not to mention pregnancies. (laughs) And then he kept on going, but then again, black and white is very deceptive. Like, maybe she is pregnant. He's he's still insisting anyway. What's he in black and white is very deceptive? I don't know. He started going on about how cars, like, they put a black and white cover on them so you can't see the shape very well. I didn't really understand. She was wearing Oh, she was wearing black and white. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, yeah. I should, have, I should have explained that bit. <laughs> oh, okay. One last thing, which I say in the hope that someone at the All England Lawn Tennis and Croquet Club is listening. There's a small chance. You know, Wimbledon, how about for each match, there's a time limit? Let's say 90 minutes, like football. And whoever is ahead at the end of that time is the winner. That's a brilliant idea, right? Yes. Because it would stop the games over running and the next show on the BBC having to be cancelled. And it would have stopped me being trapped for hours in Somerset on Sunday because Tom didn't want to drive home until it had finished. 
I have never felt such pure joy when that Spanish bloke won the match point. I don't think my joy at it could have ever be topped even by my son scoring the winning goal at the World Cup. I literally fell to my knees with ecstasy. I was punching the air. <laughs> it was the most boring thing I've ever watched. Oh. And I do feel like, though, the greatest person in the world for not insisting we leave because Tom is heavily into tennis. I walked into the living room last night and on his phone screen, he was watching a close up of a woman's contorted face. And then as I walked in the room, he immediately closed his phone down. So I was very suspicious that it was some kind of adult content. So I made him open it and show it to me. And it turned out he was watching a video of people crying at Wimbledon. (laughs) (laughs) Which makes a change from Tom watching videos of Wimbledon and crying himself. So he'll, he'll cry at tennis, but he won't cry himself to sleep about nearly asking a woman about her maternity leave <laughs> in front of 60 other parents. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. I haven't, uh, haven't passed a stool since this happened. Oh, since the accident? Mm. Is that because of the painkillers? They made you constipated? I wonder if they have, yeah, mm. because as I've uh, said many times, I'm quite prolific of bowel. Yeah. Um, a bit worried about that. Mm. Because it, it, it's technically a one-handed activity. For most people, yeah. But I, I feel that the other hand sometimes has to get involved a little bit. <laughs> Okay, that's such an interesting insight. Just to, like grasp the buttock. Oh, to like pull it. Yes, really. Yes, I don't think I've ever done that. I sometimes think. I wonder if I do do that particular activity in a very bizarre way. Because yes. it's not really. A, I mean, you're shown how to do it when you're a toddler, I, I guess, or a small child. But um, a, a, it, it's very possible to me that it's something that I never really got right from a very young age. And then no one ever corrects you. Because no one sees you and you don't see anyone else doing it. I wonder if there's a YouTube video. On how to do it? Yes. Probably. I wonder if I'm doing the toilet paper bit right, because I think I like roll it around my hand. Oh, yeah, I don't do that. I I just do like a bunch, a bunched up scrunch. No, I um, fold a load over. Interesting. Okay. Oh, I'm a hand roller. That's Mm. interesting. Um, <laughs> sounds very precise and tidy. I like it. Yeah, but as as we've uh, as we've said, I'm also getting the other hand involved, mm. so I'm doing something wrong. I'm quite scared of looking at the YouTube video, though. <laughs> I think it's inadvisable because who knows what it's going to get served to you next. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. The algorithm is is going to think, oh, it's juicy. <laughs> I know what this guy yeah, likes. Yeah. 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 Um, also, before this happened, my toenails. Really could have done with a, a cut. Mm. And what am I supposed to do now? Get Sarah to cut my toenails for me. Oh, you can't do it with the other hand. I can't. You can't do a one-handed toenail cut. Oh, I use clippers. I do too. Oh. But but what is steadying the toe? 
the other foot. <laughs> I don't know. I don't you need know. you need the left hand, or yeah, you need the, you yeah. know your your non dominant hand to keep the toe steady. I well, think. Sarah's probably expecting this thing to be more in the future, but it seems that it might have to be more of a now thing. <laughs> she she will not be gentle either. No, I can't imagine her being gentle. No, she's no. not a gentle person. I don't imagine her being a tender nurse. <laughs> No. No, no disrespect. Oh, bless her. She came to the hospital and she was really trying. Mm. And then by the time we got home, she had to go and she, 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 I was on the ground floor, you know, like in our living room. Mm. And she went upstairs just to have some time away from me. <laughs> she had to go and sit in the bedroom. And we were both just watching TV in different rooms. So I think she just had enough of being around me. How did she phrase it? I she went, uh, I'm just going to go upstairs for a while. Does she? Yeah. Oh. And then. <laughs> And then when I started going on about my pain, mm. and I was yeah you know, making making noises, mm. pained noises, and bearing in mind I then went to the hospital and the guy went, oh this isn't right. Yeah, yeah. It was like every every noise I emitted, I could just see the irritation on her face. <laughs> no. And because she'd done she'd done like a solid three and a half four hours of of being a good nurse sitting with me in the hospital, you know, oh, okay. a carer yeah. sitting with me in yeah, the hospital. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's as much as she's got to give. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm not looking forward to asking her to cut my toenails. Mm, not sure that's going to go, especially on my big bruised toe. Oh, I'd give it a few days. Yeah, um, but they they are a state, and I was only thinking this the other day mm. when somebody came to our house for the first time, mm. and um, I should mention the other podcast at this point, mm-hmm. which is a podcast that Sarah and I are doing that Annabelle is working on as well behind the scenes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think people will detect your magic hand. I don't think they will. <laughs> um, and, we, and we had on the podcast this major Hollywood screenwriter, mm. a guy called Ed Solomon, whose name you might not recognise. And I think it's because he's such a humble guy. But he co-created Bill and Ted and he wrote Men in Black. He then has had this career in Hollywood. Like you, you look at IMDb and there's some just worked on so many different things he's like this go-to guy and um and now he's got a tv show called full circle with steven soderbergh the director they're in, they're collaborating they've collaborated on a few projects now. so he's a serious hollywood guy mm. and he came round to our house to do the interview mm. for the other podcast and i didn't have socks on at the time oh and i put socks on especially because i think it's weird for somebody to come to your house mm. and see your bare feet. Yeah, have you met him before? I think a first meeting. But yeah, barefoot. I have, but not okay. not you know out in the world. Right, right. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? But why are socks okay, but bare feet aren't? Oh, I don't know. Do you do you not wear slippers ever? No, okay. not really. Maybe in the winter. Oh, really? And also, if I'd gone to meet him in a cafe, mm. I would probably have been wearing sandals. I would say he would see you. When toes. most of my feet are exposed and my toes very much are. Yeah. So why is it then weird for somebody to come oh. to your house? And for your feet to be out. I don't know, but it does. But it is weird, yeah. And it also, because it's like a work thing, it feels unprofessional to be barefoot. But it wouldn't feel unprofessional to go and meet him for a coffee and sandals. No, no. What's Mm, that? No. Anyway, the the other reason I mention him is, so I had met him socially, um, which I think gives a very uh, misleading idea of what my social life is. (laughs) (laughs) But it's just this weird situation where I'd met him and um, I didn't want to ask what you, you know, I never ask people what they do for a living. Mm-mm. 
because it makes it sound like I'm a, who are you? Are you important? What can you do for me? Right. Mm, what's your job? I'm going to make assumptions about you depending on your job, mm-hmm. which I don't want to be that person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I didn't ask him. And then we, we got home. In fact, maybe in the taxi on the way home, Sarah had already Googled him and it turned out he's this major, major, major screenwriter. So, so anyway, I'd met him socially and we got on really well. He was very serene. And I remember thinking to me, I've told you you've been seeing an osteopath a bit recently. No. So for some stuff. And this osteopath is so good that every time I see her, I think, oh, if I was, if I won the lottery, I would have her come to the house every morning and just like, do some stuff on me. And then I just feel like I'd be living a lot happier life and I'd be ready for the day. Mm. Now, some people might hear that and think, well, couldn't you just do the stretches or the yoga <laughs> yourself? And the answer is no, no, I couldn't. <laughs> I need somebody to manipulate my body into those positions because right. that's how lazy I am. Anyway, the reason I mentioned her is when I met this guy, this Ed, he was so serene I felt like I had taken anti-anxiety medication. Oh, wow. Just being around him. I just thought, if I was around this guy for half an hour, I feel like my blood pressure would drop and my anxiety levels would be lower. No, really? And um, we, we, we sort of spent an evening chatting. I really liked him. And um, at the end, he, he gave me his number. Mm. And I said, uh, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll text you then. We should go for a walk sometime. Mm. Now, he's here in the UK, so he's got a British number. Yeah, but he's American and and lives in the, you know his his primary residence I think is in the US. Mm-hmm. So he's also got an American number. I'd got the British one. He'd mentioned that he was going away to do a med- a silent meditation retreat. Oh right, for a few days. Can you imagine? Mm. Actually, I you can. probably could. Yeah, <laughs> I can easily. Yeah. Well, you could be silent for a few days. I, I am regularly. <laughs> That's not true. I speak to my son, but like you know, like yeah, easily can imagine doing that easily. So I'm not sociable, but... Um, you couldn't be silent. No, I think I'm muttering to myself, mm. grunting, mm. <laughs> making pained noises now, but we'll be doing them anyway. But, you know, I like Sarah being around. I like to be whinging on to, whining to her about whatever's... But, you know, I don't think I could do silent. This, I'd, I'd mm. like to, mm, mm. but I think I might go insane. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so I knew he was going away for a few days. Then I knew he was going back to the States before going to, coming back to the UK. That was what he'd said and said, oh, maybe we could do something after that. So I leave her a couple of days and I text him mm. and I hear nothing back. Oh. And then I think, but maybe it's because he's now travelling internationally and uh, oh, he's yeah. not receiving, you know, he's not using this British number. Mm. The text went through as green and not blue. So uh, okay. so when he was then coming to the house, I had a dilemma. Sorry, this is really long-winded. I'm blaming the painkillers. <laughs> I wanted to get to the drift of dilemma in all of yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is, should I mm. adopt the port protocol and pretend that I never texted him? Or is he thinking, hang on a minute, this, this guy said he was going to text me and we'd go for a walk and I've never heard from him and now his wife's getting in touch about being a guest on their podcast. Or... Did he receive the message and think, I don't want to go for a walk with that guy? Do you see what the dilemma is? Okay. So so do is it that I'm rude and I never texted him? Mm. Or is it that he received and he never got it? Mm. Or is it that he received the text and thought, no, thanks? What's worse in that situation? My instinct is port protocol. Because I think if he's here, he would he would have got it. No, sorry, I think he would have got it. 
You think so? Yeah. Well, I did bring it up and he said he didn't. Oh, he didn't get it. <laughs> so you did do the... Did... He, he even got his phone out to prove it to and me. And he didn't get it. Yeah, but maybe maybe he knew on his way here and he deleted it. Oh, well, I was wrong then. You would yeah. have seemed rude if you'd followed my yeah. advice. Never yeah. followed my advice. That's my <laughs> advice. And if you think that preamble that I just gave to that dilemma was long on the podcast, you should have heard what it sounded like in real life. <laughs> Quandary Corner at the Glap Clinic here in Problematic. Annabelle. Oh, let's do an update, first of all, from mm. some advice we gave and how it went. I don't, have we ever done that before? I don't believe we have, I no. think we should, because do you remember Ellie was going to the, a book signing of an American musician she loved and she didn't know how to convey her like gratitude and love to him? Yeah, and I said, write a little note. Yes. Well, the musician was John Grant. Oh, I love him. You wanted to know, I remember, so she told you the name. Oh, um, I've got a story, but... I. I can't, it's a slight breach of privacy, so I can't tell it, but Sarah had a very awkward thing with John Grant. Oh. I wonder if I can tell it. I wonder if I can tell it. In fact, I'll just, I'm going to call down to her because this this is good. This is very driftery. I don't know who John Grant is. Oh, he's amazing. Is he? Yeah, we used to play his music on the radio sometimes. Did we? Have him as record of the week. You'd love him, Annabelle. Oh, no, she's busy. Um, Okay, we'll maybe, fate, maybe it? save it for another time. Okay, but it's, maybe it's, may ask and then we maybe do it next week. Okay, it, 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 they went out for dinner and there was a there was a thing. Okay, okay. Know. So Ellie did write the card as suggested, and she was very glad she did because when she met him, she became overwhelmed and can barely speak. But he was lovely and gave her a hug and had a photo. So your advice was good advice. Fantastic. Isn't that good to know? Yeah. Very good. Oh, Annabelle, you've got you you've got such um such a treat ahead oh, of you. Really? Yeah, okay. yeah. Oh right. Well, I shall go home and listen to it. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna write some songs down for you. Oh, thank you. Okay, let's go on to the countries this week. Then first one is from Teresa. August the fifth is my niece's eighteenth birthday party. It's a big deal. She just graduated from high school and will be starting college in the fall. My job that day is to help my twin sister in her party prep. I have to pick up food at various locations, cake, party trays, etc. Pick up a gift on hold and drive some of our elderly relatives to the party. I've literally just discovered yesterday that there's an event at work the same day that I'm expected to attend. We have a summer programme that ends a day or two before that and there's apparently a closing ceremony. I had asked months ago if there were any weekend dates of the six-week programme I was expected to work and aside from the first day, I was told there weren't. This miscommunication happens a lot. I haven't decided if the team is slowly going senile, if they don't understand what I'm asking, or maybe without realising it, I'm slipping into some foreign tongue. I do ask questions and get blank looks. Maybe I've started to channel other languages or speak in tongues. That sounds (laughs) blasphemous somehow. Though I have thought that perhaps I'm being unclear. When I asked... Do I need to work any weekends over the summer? Should I have held up a calendar as a visual aid? Should I have pointed to each weekend and asked if there are any plans for that weekend? What could I have done to be more clear? I honestly didn't even know about the August 5th date until June the 30th when one of the team asked me if we were able to reserve space for the event. Flummox, I quickly did that, but I assumed I didn't have to attend. Then yesterday at a team meeting, I learned that everyone attends. What do I do? I've only been at this job a short time, but I cannot miss my niece's 18th. 
I have to talk to my boss, who's actually just an interim supervisor, as the original supervisor who hired me just left rather suddenly and unexpectedly. I'm going to make a bad impression. I don't know how to speak to her about this. I'm getting tongue-tied when I think about it. Is there an easy way to get out of the event? Is there some tactful way I can communicate the fact that I won't be there without blaming anyone else for this and without making myself seem like I'm A, don't know what I'm doing, or B, a complete idiot? Hmm. I'm quite cross with this team. Like yeah. I, I felt you were very clear. Yes, yes. I th- I so think really so. it's their fault. Yep. But then you've got to now say to the supervisor, mm-hmm. the acting supervisor. Yeah. I did ask. I'm so sorry. Um, I said many months, you know, I double checked many months ago the schedule and there was no mention of this and I've got something else on that day. Something very important. Yeah. I mean, if you can, um, I, I always like to, if if I can, I always want to do an uncomfortable interaction by email. Mm. But you've got to watch your tone. Yes. My wife tells me. <laughs> yes. I, I can't Cause, help cause, I mean, you've a, done nothing wrong. No. Why are you being punished? Because there's always the you know faking illness on the day. That's what I'm thinking. Which, but well, it's um, risky. It's risky. It's only a bit risky, but but it feels like why should why should you have to deploy that mm. when? Excuse me, you 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 know you. What I really hate is when I foresee an eventuality, mm. try and head it off at the pass, mm. and then somebody else's idiocy makes yes. a mess of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I wouldn't do an email because I think people find it harder to say no to someone's face than on with an email. should be like, well, I'm so sorry. It's very unfortunate, but you do have to be there. Face to face, I think people find it harder to say that. Mm. It feels quite clear to me you need to speak to this interim boss, throw everyone else under the bus and go to your niece's 18th. Oh yeah, throw the person that that because because here's what people love: mm. rolling their eyes at a pre, any kind of predecessor or somebody ah, they're filling in for. Yes, yes. So yeah, throw them under the bus. Oh, I hadn't thought about there that. There we go. Yeah, oh. it's a throwing under the bus situation because they've left unexpectedly. Yeah. So that yeah. sounds a bit dodgy anyway. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah. I'm happy with that. Let's I mean, on. I'd also say that they promised you a raise. Yeah, 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 yeah. Throw it several all weeks in. extra holiday, and then also they'll, they'll they'll say no to that. But then as a goodwill gesture, they'll say, "Well, okay, you don't have to work on that yes, date." Yeah, perfect, yeah. perfect. Okay, let's go on to D. I How are you spelling that? D E E. Oh, not just D. No. I live in a block of flats and have done for 20-ish years. I'm retired now, but all the other residents are in their pre-marriage, pre-kids, 20s to early 30s stage. Being the kind sort, I've always helped out the other residents with what I suppose we'd call dad jobs. I suspect I'm the only resident with a hammer, drill and toolbox. Over the years, I've helped frequently with putting up shelves, assembling IKEA furniture, fixing gas boilers, plumbing, electrics, Wi-Fi, computers and just little odd jobs to help people out. And without fail, they always reward me with a nice treat, say a bottle of red wine or some chocolates. Now, this is lovely, lovely, lovely. I don't expect anything. I'm just trying to set a good example. But the thing is, I'm allergic to red wine and chocolate. They give me migraines. And honestly, I'm not really a drinker. So even other bottles of booze will not be drunk. My quandary is how to get the residents to stop giving me gifts without causing offence. 
When at first I got gifts, it was unexpected and I was caught out and I blurted out, oh, thank you, you're so, so, so kind, how generous of you. It was obviously the girl in question had gone to the shop to buy the chocolates especially for me. I felt I couldn't refuse them. And then I was given a very posh bottle of red wine and again, I felt I couldn't refuse it. So I have a growing collection of booze in my kitchen cabinet and I try quietly parting them over to friends. And When I see the residents, I have to fib and tell them how much I enjoyed the wine and chocolates. How can I stop them giving me gifts as thank yous? They costing them money and at this time when everyone's struggling, I'd much rather they saved a few bob than spend it on me. Oh, dear. I know. I think, firstly, you just sound an incredible person. I know. I want you to live in my road. <laughs> um, secondly, I mean, I feel that you're in too deep. That's how I feel. It's too late, isn't it? Yeah. So... We have to break it down into two parts. There's the what what you do with the gifts. Mm-hmm. And then there's this whole issue of how much you enjoyed them. Right. Oh, no, 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 no. I think we combine the two. Okay, go on. Someone gives you a bottle of red wine. Yeah. You say, that was so kind of you. I was so grateful. Um, I don't actually drink red wine to myself, but I gave it to my cousin for his birthday and he said it was fantastic no no you can't do that really no 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 it's too late because you've taken too many bottles of red wine to say i don't drink it they'll be all talking about you behind the back on the whatsapp like doesn't (laughs) doesn't doesn't drink red wine what the what's going on but don't you think just knowing d they'll be saying d is so sweet clearly we've been buying these bottles of red wine no 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 I feel that until the day Dee dies, mm. he or she has to go to their grave pretending they like red wine and chocolate because it's too late. Yeah, I, d- I think that's right. I think re-gifting is fine, though. That's I think actually you never need to worry about like small birthday presents, yeah. like um, thank you gifts, yeah, or, yeah. all these things ever again. Yeah, yeah. Because you'll just have a nice stockpile. Think of it but, as a stockpile. Yeah, but, a present But stockpile. the price you'll pay for that mm. is you have to live a lie. Yeah. <laughs> But what I'm thinking what you could try is next time you go to fix someone's boiler, the moment you walk in the door, say, I'm doing this at the goodness of my heart. I forbid you, and I mean this, I forbid you to give me anything. Times are hard. I don't want you spending a single penny on anything for me. Got it? Yeah. I'm not walking in otherwise. Make a joke of it. Yeah. I'm not crossing this. Yeah, yeah. Promise me right now. Let's yeah. shake on it. Promise me you won't give me anything. Great. Okay, I'll do it. Next time the boiler goes, I will leave you to freeze. <laughs> If you dare if give you me chocolate. Yeah. And then if you want to stop it, yeah. I personally yeah. would stockpile. Yeah. But anyway, if you want to stop yeah. it, that's the yeah. way to do it. If you want to do something, there's a food bank down the road. Yes. That's where you give your yes. red wine. That's where you put your chocolates. Because this is Dee's a good person. People are going to believe it. I think that was probably like a mis... I'm not, I'm not sure that red wine and food banks get... Don't take the red wine to the food. Chocolates, Don't buy yes. a bottle of red wine. Yeah, yeah. Get something for a food. Don't go giving red yeah. wine to the food no, bank. No, that's probably. Yeah. I know, but I just don't think that's what they want. No, I no. don't know. I'm imagining. Well, it's nice to have a treat, but they probably need food more. So, yeah, yeah, and like also, if there's like one bottle of red wine, who gets uh, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no actual food. Yeah. better. chocolates. Yeah, that's yeah. nice. Yeah. Mm, okay. Okay. Yeah. We sorted it. I'm happy with that. Good. And that was our podcast. Thank you for listening. 
If you have a story for us, we'd like to hear it. Send it to us, hello at adriftpodcast.com. It's the same email address uh, for your quandaries and podications. You can support us on Patreon. It's patreon.com stroke adrift. We salute you if you do that already. And we're very grateful if you uh, fancy um, joining in with that if you don't. Thanks to Man and the Echo for the backing music and to Emily Harrison for the incidental music. Carla Gowler, Carla Gowlett, that Tigo then? Mm. Playing the painkillers. Took our photos. Kim Rainey designed our artwork. And I just wanted to finish this podcast by saying, what a brave, aren't I a brave boy? Aren't I brave? So brave. Doing this with one hand. What a brave person. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, do do send gifts. (laughs) Not red wine, though. No, no, no. Maybe not even chocolates. Mm. Maybe just money. Okay, podication time. And this comes from Archduchess Louise, who says, I don't have a title, but I like the sound of this one, so I've ordered it to myself. <laughs> are, we, are we indulging that kind of thing? I'm not sure how that's aren't how it titles, works. Titles are just for Patreon yeah. supporters, aren't they? I won't be putting it on the official record. I'm okay. sorry. <laughs> um, hello. I would like to request a podication, if it's not too late, for myself for tomorrow. It will be my 35th birthday. I used to listen to you both every day on my way to secondary school. Oh, wow. That ages us, doesn't it? Mm. Um, but in a lovely, as I said recently, mm. I'm really uh, I'm in, into these. Um, and I was thrilled to find out last year that you were still working together. Apart from one mad American podcast about genuine UFO and werewolf sightings, yours is the only one I listen to religiously. I've moved abroad this year to a place where I don't know anyone, and I've just finished my first year at university as a mature student with a first. Oh, well done. Congratulations. Yeah, that's great. So I'm feeling proud and wanted to put a cake myself. Happy birthday to me. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Um, whether you put a cake me or not, we're doing it. We are. I'd like to say thank you for providing some much-needed mundanity in the best kind of way through your discussions about mug and cutlery ranking, how not to offend your cleaner, and how many kisses to send on the end of a text. (laughs) I've had a lot of stress this year, and Adrift has helped keep me grounded and almost sane. So a big publication to you both as well. Thank you. Thank you. And she does... um, does the like the praying emoji? Well, I always thought it was the praying emoji, but somebody told me um, it's clapping hands. It's hands being clapped together. Oh, I thought it was like please, please. Oh, oh who knows? Maybe it's Namaste. We're too old. Mm. Archduchess Louise. That's the Duchess weirdly then, didn't I? Mm. Thank you for that. And thanks for um, thanks for finding us again. Oh, yeah, it's lovely. It's good to have you back. Yes, lovely. The prodigal daughter. <laughs> <laughs> um, happy birthday. I hope it's wonderful. Sounds like life's good for you at the minute. So. Smell, stop and smell the roses, yeah. which sounds like you are doing. Um, and if you'd like a podication, email us hello at adriftpodcast.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.